But today we're going to have a conversation that I feel like all South Africans to, should engage in. Um, whether you are somebody or you know somebody who is in the beginning, in the middle, or at the end of drug use and they're trying to recover, this is definitely something that you should listen to. Today on the HNL podcast, we're joined by Unwante Tomate, who has overcome and conquered. Her story is certainly something for you to hear. And we're going to touch on everything from the beginning, the middle, and the end of her drug use to find out what happened through and through. So, Bon. Hello, Njani. Njani. Sia Pila. So who is uh, Nondeto? If you can just give us a brief background about Nondeto. Uh, okay, Nondeto is a lady from um, Ngutu. I was born in Ngutu, and then we moved to Westville, uh, which is in Durban. So I've been working the site and also have my own business in, in marketing and also in milling. So oh. that, that's what I do. Yeah, no, I can, I can just imagine Leo Shand is having to move from Engut to Westville. Mm. How, how was that city. experience? <laughs> it, it is, eh? Mm. How was that experience for you? It's actually not. I mean, Engut, it's, it's a village, but where we lived, it's more, it's actually similar to the suburbs because everyone mind their own business and we had big yards and it was quiet. So it's not the same as being in, in the township. Actually, oh, okay. um, I guess being in, in a village, because you don't know any better, the next city that you move to, you just adapt to that. So you could say, basically, you've always been that kid. You move from one suburb to another suburb. That's how it feels. <laughs> 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 so you never felt like you were missing out on anything, being from the village and watching other people from the city, maybe watching stories on TV. Did you never feel like, No, because I didn't know any better. So all I knew was what I lived in, and then I moved to Westville, and that's what I knew. And Westville was similar to the village? It was, because we just kept in with, within our family. And But mm. at some point, I was in boarding school, so I didn't really get exposed to compare myself with other people. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, um, just uh, getting right onto it, how were you introduced to um, drugs? And if you can just share with us what he, which I drugs who, when yeah. what drug what had transpired that day who was it okay so um drugs um i just want to make it clear firstly Uti, um alcohol is also a drug so I'm, i want That's to be clear true. that the first time i was in contact with drugs i think i was 21 i was with my cousins we were at the pavilion and we just wanted to try out a brutal food something i think um whatever flavor it was. And I drank the first time, um, and I probably drank again like a month later. Mm. But um, I, I drank, and then what, what, it used to, what happened when I was at varsity, we used to go out a lot, and we used to like going to parties, and mm. you know, and so we started drinking quite a lot. But, and then my friends were on using drugs, and it wasn't really, a kept secret, or it wasn't something seen as into a wrong, you know. Mm -hmm. So, but I always swear that I won't do that. I'll, I'll just drink, but I won't even the drinking. I won't drink as much as they drink, you know, mm -hmm. the, the ones that I thought were were, were irresponsible. But I think because I was in in in, the, in those circles for too long, um, and I really liked going out. Uh, so this other time, I, I think it was a Wednesday. I was out somewhere in Florida, and I was passing out on a couch because I was tired. So this friend of mine who I really trusted, who's, you know, as beautiful as me and who, who was someone decent, just suggested mm -hmm. that, don't you want to try this? Because now you keep passing out, you know, mm -hmm. let's, let's just try, try this. And 
I didn't really think about it. I just, I, I, we just went to the bathroom and she showed me this powder and I was like, oh, how do you take it? And I took it. Mm. So it was cocaine at that point in time? Yeah, it was cocaine. And then Wapapama and you went back to the party and you were just like, okay, this is nice. Yeah, but it, it wasn't as great as it became the, the more I used it. Mm. So the more you used it, the better it became? Well, yes, in the beginning, but the more I used it, yeah. Can I just ask, um, so when you saw what your friends were using substances, mm. um, usually I, I feel like with, with Abanyabant, it's like, okay, ish, these people are using things that I'm not familiar with and I don't want to, didn't it occur to you, it's okay, like, you know, um, I should take a step back, or was the fact, it's okay, like, you, you really loved your friends and, and, and you enjoyed being around them, like, what, 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 what is the situation? Or, 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 or you couldn't stand maybe like being alone or you, you, or you couldn't find other friends besides them? No, I, I think I just believe that I, I can always be in control of what I do. Oh, I can't yeah. be with them, oh, okay. but I'll still choose what okay. I want to do, mm. even if I'm with them. Okay, makes sense. And I never looked at it as a, as a problem or as a major mm. issue that I'm with people that are using drugs. Right. I think also with Nontesa, what she said is that there's this friend of mine who came up to me. She was as beautiful as me. Mm. She seemed like she had her things in order. Mm. And she was like, well, since you're passing out, how mm. about you use this? You know, mm. so they make it seem like it's, it's not a big thing. Yeah, you know, and have a, a, a great evening further. Mm. And she's looking at this person on some, this is a person that's clean, that studies, yeah. that... Mm. So I don't think, unlike if a complete stranger, mm. or, you. you know, who is wearing torn clothes, who's dirty, he hasn't bathed in five days. Maybe it would have been easier for her to say no. But because it's a friend that she trusted, and I know a lot of people go through or rather try drugs because it's through a trusted person. Yeah. Mm. You know, you'd actually find that with most people who have went uh, uh, through uh, a similar similarities as would how they were introduced was through someone that they trusted. Mm. Yeah, true. And in most cases, we associate uh, substances with people that... Um, about really, if mm -hmm. I can just put it bluntly. You know, yeah. you never think what it could be someone that you trust and someone that you look at and say, This is a decent person, I can trust this person. And possibly even yeah. look up to. Yeah. At what stage did you realize what he actually I think I don't have control over this thing? I'm I may be an addict. That took a really it took a really long time. Um so there's when, when you're taking drugs, you, you actually, well, I enjoyed them. So it, it was more like, this is something that I need to, to be able to cope or to feel good. At some point, I, I couldn't really function without using drugs. Mm. But my mind still didn't really think that it's a problem. I just felt that it's something I need to live with because it, it just took me to a place that um, I've never felt or I, I just felt more content and mm. I had... I almost had like a very personal relationship with drugs, so I, I needed them to do certain things. But in my mind, it never registered that that means there's a problem. And how are you feeding the habit? Because you obviously need to buy them. Like how, how are you And you were still them? a student, right, at that time? Okay, so I, I took drugs for like 15 years. So um, in the first maybe... Maybe just one year, that's when I couldn't afford them. But at that time, they were given to me for free. And at that time, I wasn't really planning to use drugs. I didn't have the dealer's number, mm -hmm. you know. So it, it was just 
with the people that I'm with, the drugs are always available. But I never really needed them that if maybe they're not there, I don't want to be there. And then by the time when I was working, they were just part of my life. So maybe you buy maybe Easy a bag. Access. You, you buy a bag for for that period. And then with time, when actually I could afford them, then that's when I actually use them more. Sure. Okay, so wait, from the, from the first day where your friend was like, okay, you're passing out on the couch, here's something, when was the second time you took them? Was it with the same friend? It was with the same friend, maybe with, with another friend as well. But and she kept offering. You didn't need to pay anything. It wasn't Ghania Sambi. No, it was more like, oh, anything. now you take them. So we, every time we are taking, we'll invite you because now you're part of us. Because they've been the taking crew. them the whole time, but mm -hmm. we're not, I was not part of that. So and you still time, were not paying. They're counting you in, but you're still not paying. No, I wasn't paying. Are you, are you, mm. asking, are you still friends with that friend that introduced you to drugs? I'm good with them, though. So you're not friends anymore? We're not friends, oh, but okay. we, we talk. Yeah. Uh, okay. We yeah. don't talk, but we, we're not enemies either. But also in, in the in the process, because I can imagine you just uh, you 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 in university, um, so you basically like growing up. Um, you are meeting guys along the way. You are dating people along the way. So the person that you are with at that point, are you using with that person, or are you hiding this habit from this person? So I went through stage. So when I was still at varsity, I I didn't. I really didn't think there was anything wrong with taking drugs because okay. everyone around me mm. there was that was perceived as someone who's cool was taking drugs, you know, mm. and where we used to go, it was just something that was normal. popular and normal. So no one was hiding it from anyone. And I guess at that time, whoever was dating with it wasn't that serious. So I don't think the person I was with necessarily took drugs, but they didn't really care if, if I did or not. But I never really took them in front of them, but they were, they were aware that I was taking drugs. Mm. Yeah. So, okay, because the first time you took drugs was Ubuntu Papame on the couch in a club where you were starting to like pass out Nyana. The second time, was it the same scenario or was it just like now we're going out, take them so that you don't even pass out to begin with? Like I'm trying to understand how, how does it go from taking them when you're drinking to just whenever, wherever. So the first time, I'll say for the first year, I used to take them when I was drinking. Mm -hmm. So the next time, the second time after the first time, it was like my friends, people that take drugs actually, when the drugs are not causing problems for them, they enjoy them and it becomes this big thing, you mm -hmm. know, because they make you happy. So my friend, I think, said to me, yeah, so, you know, it's not going to be like the first time. So this time, this is what's going to happen. So I was like, oh, I want to I wanna feel that now, like another, another level. Mm -hmm. So it was just like we're experiencing more, and then you use again, and then the next time, did you really feel that? Did you, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, so actually, let right. So it just mm -hmm. becomes like something that is really, and she's also sharing the experience, yeah, okay, that, you know, she's been through, I mean, I'm, I'm just getting in, so. So, so you are basically an intellectual chasing the dragon. Whereas uh, you, you, you take drugs and you're feeling like fine, each, each hit. So you keep on taking and trying to get to the next level. Next level. Is that, is that what you guys are doing? Or you, or just we're just ex exploring, like, we're just enjoying them. Oh, and okay. e every time you realize a certain thing that, oh, it gives me energy. Oh, mm. it made me laugh. And then, mm. oh, it made me do this. Oh, mm. I, I didn't have to. And then you get to a point where you just, don't care about stuff, but it feels good. Like, you're not worried about yeah. anything that's and, and, happening uh, in the world. And, and I'm sure it came to a point where now it's okay, even though I'm sure, like, you feel sad, you feel like shit, and I'm sure you resort to drugs. 
initially it, it wasn't that we, we, we were, I, I, in, in my experience mm. i was just taking them i wasn't hiding from anything or running away from anything oh. it, i was oh. just enjoying the just feeling for, for so whether oh. i was sad or whether mm. i was happy mm. i was just taking them in, oh, in what, okay, you know okay. for, so they be basically became a part of your life it just became a part of my life yo because of how the friend introduced them as well yeah. i feel like the person who introduces you to to substance abuse makes it, you know, they paint it out to seem like something that's okay. It's cool. So that you mm. don't overthink it while you're drunk and you don't overthink it when you're sober. Yeah. So it's like, I'm just going to make it seem like it's just one of those things that we do. But with, <coughs> with that being said, is like, what's the most expensive thing to try and get a hit? Like maybe you've sold a phone, maybe you've, you've done extreme things. I've, I've, I've got a sibling who was struggling with drugs and we'll get into that in just a little bit. But what's the most expensive thing that you've, You've sold just to get a hit. Actually, I've, I've never sold anything except I really wasted time. Maybe I lost time when I was using drugs. Mm -hmm. But at most, I used to have friends that will say, oh, let's go leave a phone. But we'll, we'll always have a phone that we, we are going to leave. It was never my phone. And mm -hmm. it was never, it was actually never that, you know, directly something that I'll lose. But also, I had friends that had lots of money around me that were also taking drugs. So we never really ran out of drugs. Mm, it wasn't even an issue to get more. No, it, it wasn't. But I, I'm, having said that, I know that, I mean, a cocaine is expensive. It's about 600 rands a gram and you can actually have, that was then, I mean, that was four years ago. I don't know how much it is now. And you, sometimes you can buy um, two or three per person. That's just per night. And mm. Towards the end, I think in the last five years when I was using, I was using almost every day. So it was quite a lot of money. But I was working, so I could afford the, the drugs that I was using. I've, yeah, I've never really sold anything. Did, yeah. did you ever feel like at any point, Uguti, you might just be spending a lot more buying as opposed to like just having the cash? You know? Maybe would you... You have like 20k you feel like you spent maybe 15 16k buying this thing yeah so i'm, I'm at drugs they're very progressive in terms of how they make a relationship with you so your mindset changes they become a priority and everything else doesn't matter so mm. i didn't wish to change my car i didn't wish to buy anything whatever i had was enough What's so you, you just lose the ambition of getting to the next level and mm. and you do anything to just have enough of them and then whatever else, petrol or whatever that you need to buy, you'll buy. But you really just don't wish or, you know, want to have anything besides wanting the them because they feel like, they make you feel like what, what I have is enough as long as I have them. Okay. Now, <sighs> let's get to the more deeper part of this now. Mm -hmm. So since you're taking drugs almost every day now, how did that affect you? physically in terms of your body and your appearance like how did it affect you so there were different stages there was a time because I, I went to rehab twice so the first time I went I I'd lost so much weight and at some point my arm my my hand didn't work and oh. I, I couldn't drive but even then I I, I didn't believe it was drugs I just mm. thought Maybe I didn't sleep mm. enough, and you know th that's the reason. And I mean, people people's arms do not work. Oh, you slept on you the know? wrong that's side yeah. for too long. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was about for two weeks, and I, I, I believed, 
um, yeah, I, I, I believe it wasn't drugs. It, mm. it must have been something else because, you know, I always wanted to make an excuse mm. for that. Yeah. So how it affected me, I missed functions of my friends and, well, important things and, and all those things. And I just became someone who's unreliable. Mm. And, 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 and how are the comments from people when they uh, tell you, yo, you, you look different. You look different. What's going on? Like, how, how did you know that? Because I'm sure the people that know you, and I'm guessing they're calling a family. Bible talking, like, mm, something's not right. You know, what, like, what, what was your response? What, what was your response to, um, to, to that? Like, how did you know that? So, the first time, I think I was around 23. So, the first time when they, they saw the difference, and mm. my boss said then, mm. they, I actually admitted that, okay, I'm taking drugs. The, the, the way it was so easy for me to admit, because I thought, if I admit, I'm actually going to try and explain to them that actually it's the best thing that ever happened to me. So mm. <laughs> you, you need best. to understand. Uh, and mm. I saw the, the, the faces that, okay, they, they, then they suggested I go to rehab. So I went. But when I went to rehab, I actually, I wasn't ready to change at that time. And okay. I believe I hadn't felt, um, you know, enough pain to make me want to change. So what happened, actually, when I was there, I just learned how to take drugs and not look like you're taking drugs. Because I was listening to everything that they're like, oh, oh if you take drugs, this is what's going to happen. So mm. I, I was work So when I came out, I was working so hard to not look like someone who's taking drugs. Mm. Yo. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's mm. That time you're continuing with the habit behind closed doors. Yeah. You, like, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to say this, guys, because you, you mentioned something about what you were using four or five years ago. Is that what you said, right? Five years ago, you were still using. Yeah. Five years ago. Yeah. So, if I remember correctly, five years ago, we, at some point, we used to move together. Yeah. I had no idea. I honestly had no idea mm. because I but just. She was always I always felt like we're just getting drunk. Like, at no point. But she wasn't getting drunk. Yeah, at <laughs> no point I felt like she was using something. Mm. I'm just trying to echo the point that she mentioned now, Guti, when she went to rehab the first time. She learned how to take drugs and not seem like you're taking drugs. Can I just emphasize your point, Easy? Um, I went up with a friend of mine three weeks ago, right? And then her and I moved to another restaurant. And so must figure at the restaurant, we park the car and she's looking through her bag. Hey, she's looking. This person is looking through her bag. And she doesn't find what she's looking for. Eventually, I keep her asleep, some toilet paper, whatever she can find in her bag, trying to find whatever it is that she's looking for. And needless to say, three weeks later, do I not find a bag under my car seat? Your car seat? My car seat. So she looked for it that night, three weeks ago, and couldn't find it. And she had convinced me, you know, she's over this. There was a, a, a friend of hers who wanted to give her a free bag. And gave her a bag. She's like, because even when you walked out of the car after she, because initially my was, what are you looking for so much? She's like, I'm like, no, man, this thing I put it here in my bag. Yeah. She's not saying what she's looking for. Hmm. And then eventually, after she's thrown out all the toilet papers and the receipts, she's like, you know what? Maybe it's a sign because I've been off this thing for so long, so it's fine. I don't even. Three weeks later. I'm looking for my phone under the passenger car seat. Because I know my phone fell somewhere in the car. Yeah. So I'm looking for it there, and I find a bag. And I'm like, Kelly, she's why, why is it? Why is it a thing, Nontaito um, Oguti, when you are using, you guys, uh, people that are using, always make sure that as people that don't, we never find out, why is there a need for people to hide that they're using from people that are not using? Because 
okay, I guess with time, people that are, are not using, either they are boring or maybe someone has complained so you don't want them to know because they're going to judge you because they don't understand. Or it just, you, you think a certain way when you are using. That's why we can even spot each other without knowing each other. Oh, is it? Yeah, there's just the way that we think and the way that we move. That is, so another person, they, they just can't relate and they become, I, I guess it's like when you are drinking and you're sitting with someone who's not drinking and you really just want to behave. So also with someone that's taking hardcore drugs, they, there's just the way that they move and the way they think that only them, they, they understand. So when we were moving together, did you feel at any point that it was boring? Mm. <laughs> Uh, be honest. It's a yes. <laughs> it's a yes. <laughs> did you did you did you get to a point where you just feel like I know my he's is boring now? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess so. But I mean, it, it was. But you, you guys were cool, so we were, we were good. Yeah. Uh, well, um, have you ever influenced someone to take drugs? I've tried. You've I tried. but like you remember when I said initially when I, I was using my friends also were mm. trying to promote it. So in my early stages, I I also introduced. I, I I mean I made lines for two of my friends at different occasions, and both of them were like, "Geez, no, you know." And I was oh. like, "Oh, okay." Mm. And I I guess that's when I, I started making people to be concerned about me, you know, because oh, okay. after that those were the people that came and and and. They set you down. They set me down, and you know mm. they show concern. Uh, was, 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 was your, was your, I'm, I'm guessing your, your family was very supportive in the stage where you where you go to rehab and stuff. Which one? The first time? Uh, yeah, both, both both times. Yeah, my family was very yeah I was very supportive, but mm. I, I always feel that from you know from the time when I started drinking to to when I started using drugs, I don't think my family. It was ever ready for for what we you know mm. for, the, for, for, for everything that happened mm. or that came with it and mm. when my life stopped working and, and you know you know and I stopped being the person that you know they want me to be or that I also want to be. Yeah. yeah. No. Just before we get to the recovering process, because I, I've been watching you and you've basically turned your life um, around. Now that goes to the whole thing that addiction is a disease that comes in people, not necessarily in drugs mm. or, or, or mm. actually the, the other substances. Mm. So I don't think, I honestly believe, I don't think in my mind I, I would have made any other decision but to say yes, because mm. that's how Kalebula was. Mm. And even when growing up, as much as I mean, I, I grew up in a loving home and whatever, I just, I always felt like I don't belong, you know. And the minute I took drugs, I, I, I felt like, oh, I'm alive now, you know, I'm, I'm, I, 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 you know, I fit in or... There we go. And this is, this is a conversation we had last time about kids who get everything at home. They love everything, what's wrong them, but they're still derail. But go back, you know, like, you know, she, she didn't feel she had a supportive family, mm -hmm. but she didn't feel like she fit in up until what? She experienced. But that's the thing. With drugs, they give you, an, 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 I don't know, a higher sense of confidence, a higher mm. sense of being, a higher mm. sense of self. So even what you say, when a person is high, what they say, they believe this. That's why high people can, hey, they can make you buy a helicopter on a tender. Yeah, they can really do that. They can make you buy a helicopter. I was having a conversation with a DJ from Durban, someone who's not shy to speak about his drug problems at some point in his life, with DJ Socks, and he was basically telling me, Uguti, at some point he felt like he was the only DJ in South Africa. He was the king. Like huh. he, he said to me, he'd wake up the next morning, book 
all of his friends' flights. They'd fly to Cape Town and they would fuck shit up, get on the flight and come back to Durban. And it made him feel so great. He was on top of the world. Mm. He could literally be Superman if he wants to be Superman. He would take a hit and decide to them I'm going to be Spider-Man. And he'd be Spider-Man he'd because be Spider-Man he for gets the day. that feeling. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Until I, told you I love otherwise. the man for that man. Someone who's not been shy about sharing his story. Um, Nanta, so you spoke about your friends. Yeah. You offered two of your friends a line and they were like, hey, what's going on here? And they mm. were a bit concerned. Who was the first relative? Was it a cousin? Was it a sister? Was it your parents? Who was the first relative to find out what you are on drugs? Maybe it was your parents when you went to rehab due to MCL and Zenik. I know you have to do this because we want to keep you around in Sakting Alana, but you need to undergo this process. So who was it in your family, the first ever relative who found out, so it's okay, no. Uh, it was my parents because my the people that found out actually were, were the people that I was working for Mm. So what they did, I mean, I, I never used to go to work. I was still staying at home at the time. So then they ended up calling home. And then at home, so in between. So what they did, they just called my parents into the office and they said they're concerned. And I, I used to go out. Uh, yeah, we used to go to the clubs. And so I had a friend who was, was a DJ at the time. So how I actually... Because I find I, I heard rumors that they're looking for me, so now I started hiding. <laughs> and then um, this friend of mine who who I DJ, what he did, what he and I one phone I think I think it was Panama room or whatever it was. whatever. And I was like, no, no, I'm Because you know, with my friends that are using, it was all fun. So. Then I was like, oh, okay, so let's know. I'll even get you a, a driver to pick you up with your friends. You're going to be in the VIP and whatever. So we, we did that. Uh, I mean, somebody on a Friday, so I was landing in Bella. So I feel within 10 minutes, my boss was in the club. That's why we're not, we are humble, we have. And I hated my friend for that, but well, I'm grateful now. Mm. Oh, shit. Yeah. And this was the second time? That's the first time. The second time it was actually my sister. Because now, when you are at rehab, your family also goes for counseling to, yes. work, to understand. And they're also taught that you shouldn't offend someone who, who's been on drugs and, t- and say they are still on drugs when mm. they're not. So for the longest time, they were not sure if I really am, you know, I am or not. Mm. And they didn't want to say I'm taking drugs, whereas I'm actually not. Mm. But at, at some point it became, I actually believe it was almost like a blessing in disguise because what happened... I, I dropped a bag like how your friend did at a bathroom at my sister's house. So then there was an interview because they had proof. Mm. But even then, I was still denying it that, no, maybe, I don't know, Someone the maid is in, taking yeah. the drugs. Because <laughs> 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 that's the thing, you start having lots it of lies. And I believed it. You you start lying lying you know, yeah. Even if I am. So, I'm a drug It's my body. Yeah, because at that time, I needed the solution for, you know, they just, they, mm. they were, I had this relationship and I was so fearful of letting go of them, good things of Pilaganda and without them. Yo, what's hang up? I I'm a drugs. I, I actually, I'm a drugs are more accessible than alcohol because mm. you to get a drug it takes five minutes wherever mm. you are. Mm. The so dealers are willing to come, to, come to you. That's so you get a number. You. you get a number, 
and then you get another number. You get a number, like Morningside, a number of Hillcrest, a number of Sewesville, number so it depends where you are, a number of same time. It's literally five minutes, 24 hours. You have a number of Sekoli, Musekoli, you say North, and Omaya, Gupi, or you number say Cape Town. Because you know your friends, so you phone your friend, I'm like, I'm in Cape Town, can I have a number say Cape Town? And then you save it because you know you need them every time in Cape Town and you phone that guy. But literally, it's never let so more than ten So can I be at can I be at a club and, and find someone who's dealing? Yeah, of they will be outside, parked today in a car, chilling. Sometimes they're in the club. Sure, mm. guys, can't where do I stay? Let's get into the recovering mm. process. The first time you went to rehab, it bombed out. The second time you dropped a bag at your sister's house, you had to go back. Um, was this the second and last time till now? Yeah. Okay. So, when did you decide? Yeah. We'll see. So my sister spoke to me and, you know, she said um, we were concerned. And uh, so if you need us to help you, we're willing to help you. And But at that time when we were speaking, what was in my mind was that she's judging me. And, and it hadn't... You know, because I couldn't shower without using, I couldn't... Oh. You couldn't function. Like, I couldn't function. Like, if, if, if... So I had to have them... If, if I'm using the previous night, I had to leave some for extent, because I need to be high to, to be able to... Because the crash that, that, now. Okay, so you yeah. need to maintain and, and, and mm. usale, at a certain level. Otherwise, you become very depressed mm. and it's painful. Is to the be, to feel the like more that. you use, the quicker you crash. The more so. you use, they... They just control you, yes, the quicker you crash. The quicker and, you crash. And you don't want to feel like that, so you always want to be on a high. Mm. Sometimes when you're using for the first time, you can take like one every night for the first three nights or whatever. And then next thing you need like two a night. And then like you crash, you crash quicker yeah. the more you take because your body starts to adapt. We understand it. Yeah, yeah, it starts to yeah. adapt. And then you start losing being able to feel normal. So what actually happened just before my sister find e, um, my drugs, I had a friend that I, I was really, I was close to that passed away. And I, I just, I, I, no, passed away for, they were just oh. ill from something else. Oh yeah. So what happened was when, when, when I had the news, I just couldn't feel sad. Like, I, I just couldn't You feel, felt nothing. Like, felt you felt nothing. it, but you couldn't express it. But I, I, I could remember, why am I not feeling sad? Mm. And I remember in my room, like, trying to force the tears, and, not, mm. and I went through the, the photos and everything, that, and videos on, on Instagram of the stuff we've done. I just couldn't connect. Like, and I didn't like that feeling. And mm. I remember... You know, realizing, oh, this is how far I've gone. Like, I'm, I'm just not in touch with reality. Mm. And how long had it been with your drug use at that point? About 12, 13 years. Sure. Oh, a long time. Was, when, when you were sober, um, was your self-esteem low? Honestly speaking, now that I'm thinking about because now I'm sober, I was never not high for five years. So it, it's because I always had a bag. Mm. And you, in the beginning, you use drugs to be happy, like hype, like when you were at the club. Mm. But during the week, you're just using them to function. So I'm, I, I, I'll have breakfast, a small breakfast, because you also don't want to eat that much. And then you have mm. a line. So the minute it starts dying on your system, you have another line. So you, but you're not now using to be 
to be hype. And then we can dig it. Basically, you use them for that. But during the week, you're just using them to function. And you're also drinking also. Yes, on weekends or in, in the evening. During the week, it's just it's just the it's night. just to. But you know, I mean, um, yeah. In my mind, I never thought actually that's how I was living. So I was actually I was literally high the whole time. Because hmm. being high was actually my normal. Hmm. So you're probably spending about ten k a month. Yeah, when I was yeah, it's, it's a lot of money that that I spent. <laughs> you don't even want to talk yeah. about no, it. No, you you only. Yeah, I know because of uh, time. Talk I really 15. want us to get to the recovering process. Good, okay. Unge negeri help for the second time. What changed um, when you went there the second time? Why weren't you learning how to deal or learning how you can fool your family your family for the second time? Why did you say, okay, I want to deal with this thing and get over it and just be sober? So w- when I went to rehab the second time, I was just in pain. Like I had explained how I felt with Ukshona Gamganwami. And I, 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 there were times now and again when I'd be like, how do you get out of this? Mm. But then I'll be like, Ach, it's impossible. Because, I mean, I, I, I can't even be sober for or be clean for, for a day. Mm. Or there'll be time where I make promises to myself and I, I just couldn't, like, I, I, I couldn't even stay clean for an hour to, towards mm. the end. So I knew good, I don't want to be that person, but I, I just couldn't see any a, a way out. So when I went to rehab, I wanted to change, like deep down I wanted to, but I just, it was just almost impossible. So what I did, I went there, I listened, there's, there's lectures, you just listen through in my class in a corner, and, but, I, I associated Uktasama drugs with happiness and mm-hmm. so I'm like, shit, I'm going to be sad, I'm going to be bored. Because mm-hmm. when you're at rehab, I need to value you're not using and you're not drinking. And, and I wasn't shaking, I wasn't, nothing was happening. So I was like, oh, it means it's possible. But shit, I'm about depressed for the rest of my life. So 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 and then I remember planning, good, okay, because Vele, they're not working. So what I'll do, I'm not, I am going to stop using and, and use whatever they're telling me to Uktasama but when I turn 60 or you know, like 65, I will celebrate with a big bag and you know, wow. cane and whatever. Wow, that's, uh, that's what I was thinking. Oh, you were gone. <laughs> but what, what I don't know, I mustn't say rehab because I guess because I was just there. You know, mm. you, you, you just need to be there. And, mm. and my heart we, was really trying. So what they did, they used to say to us, you need to pray on, on your knees at night, and, and, and in the morning and at night. But and, and, thank God for keeping me sober. Or thank, you didn't have to say God, you can say thank my higher power for keeping mm. me clean. So what happened this other night, I was praying. Uh, I was on my knees at rehab and I was praying. I think it was the second time. So I just went, I didn't even mean it. I just went <laughs> and I, I was like, um, thank God and you know, um, for keeping me. The, when I was on my knees praying, I just felt, I felt butterflies in my tummy and I just felt this feeling and it was just a feeling I've never felt before. Like I felt, I believe now it was a spiritual awakening. Mm. And that thing gave me hope that actually I can live without drugs. Because it was just, it, it was a nice feeling that is different from drugs, but oh, like an excitement or a feeling of contentness. And I, I just held on to that. And I remember I had friends, from that day I started sitting in the front and I, I just couldn't tell them what had happened. So, and I started listening 
and I listened, and what also changed, I stopped questioning Uguti. How possible is this thing? Uguti, you're going to stop drugs? I just, I, I just, you know, I just surrendered, and I listened to everything they were telling me. Mm. Is that where you decided to change your life completely? During that prayer, during that feeling, those butterflies, was that the moment where you were like, actually, I'm done? Not the minute when you walked into rehab, but during that one particular prayer. It, it, was, it was at that time that I believe my life changed. Mm. Can, can I just ask now? Now, um, now, I'm going to ask about rehab, and I just want to be honest. Is rehab a solution? Does rehab work? Or it's entirely up to the person to say, listen, I'm kicking this habit, and I want to live a normal life. Rehab works if you put in the work. So there's, a, there's something called a 12-step 12, a 12 program, mm. which you, you go through it, it works. It, 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 it works. It's just that as much as some people have good intentions, addiction is very powerful mm. more than your intentions. True. So you, 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 if, someone, if you have an opportunity to take someone to rehab, you, you can take them. There are people that when they bring a phone and they change. Mm. And then there are people who when they're trying, it just takes them longer to actually uh, get it. And, and actually, but rehab does work. Oh. The 12-step the, the program ones, they do work. Oh, okay. mm. With, just to follow up on Du's question, if, for instance, Mtlamo Mundu has a cousin or a brother or a best friend from high school who's now into drugs, is there, personally for you, Nonteto, is there something mm. that you can say to somebody who wants to overcome drug use or there's, there's nothing you can say, it's completely up to them? And if there is something that you can say, what is it? You know the reason why you, you're talking about recovery and why I actually speak to people and I help them. What, what I realized and, and, and what, I, what I've learned is that people that have, only the people that have taken drugs and recovered are able to help the person who's still suffering. Mm -hmm. So, because I can, I, I understand your pain and, mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I've been there. I don't know, the minute I speak to someone, they, they, they feel hope and they wake up because I, Whatever they say, I can relate to what, what, what they're going through, and, and, and I'm with them. I don't know, to some extent, like, we connect. So when you speak to them, it depends what the person has said. It's like there is hope. You don't mm. need to live like this. So you mm. can say something like that to them. But the, the issue is that do they believe you or they trust what you're saying? Yeah. Um, and, and they need to feel like they're not judged. Because most, most people who are addicts will go to a psychologist and I'm going to what my drugs. I trust the psychologist. We are But when when they are with someone who's been through the same journey, there's a bigger chance of them getting the message. But all I could say is that the pain that a person is feeling, you don't need, because everyone who's using drugs to get to a point when they're in pain, especially even when the family can see and is worried, that, that person also has a hand, you won't have a don't Yeah. Hmm. So is that, is that where you are now um, with, with life? You mentioned that you're in business, um, and you also just mentioned now, Wuti, you do talk to people who are still going through the same problems. Is that what you are doing now? Are you going out there and speaking to people who are going through the same thing? Are you changing lives um, with my drug addicts? Yeah, that, that's what I do. Actually, you know, when I was, you know, I mean, I could have just drank and, you know, live, and I, I, I honestly believe I had to take a cocaine. I had to take a crack cocaine because I think crack cocaine is one of the biggest problems 
um, that we have in, in, in our country. So for me to understand the person who's there, so I'm able to help them, even though it was for a short period, but I know So I, you know, the same butterflies that I felt the time I was praying at rehab, I feel them every time someone calls me and say, Sister Nung, I was a few or I have a child that, it, it, that, that void that I had that used to make me want to take drugs has been replaced by the passion that I have into helping a suffering addict. Do you, do you maybe have like um, social media where people can, because I can, I can, you know, I can be social right now that there are a lot of people watching this podcast and they actually want to get they a hold of help. you because they probably want your help. Are you open to taking their messages or their WhatsApps or their phone calls and try to help um, their loved ones with overcoming this um, drug problem, their drug problems? Yeah. So helping people that are still using drugs is actually my drive. It's my purpose. It's what I like. So I, I'm going to share everything. On Instagram, my page is look up with Noni. Uh, you can send me a DM. I respond all the time. And then I have a WhatsApp number, which is 076-257-198. I also have a program on Inanda FM every Saturday um, at half past three. And also I have a YouTube channel as well. It's okay. Look Up uh, Conversations. So we, uh, I talk with people that are, that are like me, but I interview them. They talk about their addiction, their journeys, because sometimes someone wants to talk to, to hear someone they can really relate Absolutely. to, someone who's been on the streets maybe, or someone who was high up in, in, you know, in, in, in their career, or it, it helps when someone can relate to. So yeah. there's a different, there's a lot of people that have recovered from addiction, but it's, it's, it's a lot of work because even when you've stopped taking drugs, you still need to do the 12-step program, mm -hmm. which I still do even now. I still okay. go to Alcoholics Anonymous. Oh, I go sure. to Narcotics Anonymous mm. every day. I, I'm no. here because I didn't go to a meeting, but tomorrow I'm going. Mm. Oh, that's insane. Yeah, no, I think uh, that covers everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, very insightful. Um, you know, sometimes you walk around thinking that you know something when you actually have no idea. Mm -hmm. I've learned a lot uh, from you, and I think our viewers can actually also agree to, to that point. Um, you did mention what you were supposed to be in one of your meetings, but you took your time off and came to shoot with us. And for that, we greatly appreciate uh, your time. And yeah, man, um, wish you all the best. Uh, guys, please don't be shy to get a hold of her. We've shared all the details, you know. So please make sure that you make use of your WhatsApp because we all we we Sankasiamazumun was going through a similar problem yeah. about Tingusizo. And more than anything what I've learned today is a fact to go to um there are people that are using that don't want to use anymore, but it's the pain and you want to about life and those people need help. You have someone here uh we've uh, who's just said Guti is available for um for helping others. So yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, no. Uh, Nonteto has touched on a lot, a lot, a lot. And, you know, lucky, luckily for her, she, she's never sold anything. Don't be sad now. No, I can't, I can't be sad. But <laughs> luckily for her, she hasn't stolen from her family or, you know, done anybody dirty. But other people have wronged so many people in the process of wanting to fit their habits, you know. Some people, and all of those things. 
And sometimes the guilt is overwhelming when it comes to you wanting to overcome your habit, but this is just a kind reminder that nothing is too much for you to overcome and triumph and conquer. So um, yeah, we'll have the details below on this episode so that you can reach out to Unonteto and be able to get some help. But also, we wish you love and light, guys. This is a problem that most Africans are facing in their own private lives or maybe even publicly, we don't know, but even so, it's definitely something that we need to tackle because the youth needs to be above because we need leaders for tomorrow. So, sure. yeah. And um, I believe with this, as much as drugs are a big problem, one thing I don't believe in is judging people who take drugs, you know. The world is tough out there, guys, and it's a show that I find. Some of us will resort to alcohol. Like Unantetu said, alcohol is a drug. Alcohol is a drug, guys. So if we judge people who are taking actual substances, they can also judge us for, as well for drinking. Because going with drug, everything's a drug, from alcohol to actual substances to cigarettes, it's a drug. Personally, I never judge people who, are, who take drugs because, again, the world is tough. We, we handle pain differently. And we just need to be careful. And, and, and trade carefully when it comes to people who are going through stuff. Yeah, so, we need to be kind and look after each other so we can have a better world and we can all be happy and smile throughout. That's just me. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. That's HL Podcast, and we out. No way. Don't forget to comment. Maybe you are in the beginning, in the middle, or at the end of drug yes. use. And uh, just to remind you, you know, even you, you can get your life back, you know? Look at her. She's gorgeous. She's gorgeous, guys. Reach out to her and you can also look. Ima, 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 don't stop.